Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. You can be seated. Well, we uh, have the Advent season upon us. Uh, Advent is the, the anticipation, the arrival of the Christmas story, right, of Jesus coming to earth. God in a body, right, came to earth. And as Advent um, begins, I encourage you, now is a great time to invite people to join you at church in this gathering. It's a great time to invite people to meet you at whatever we have going on, the live nativity. We have uh, Christmas dinner next week. That's all. We have a women's cookie exchange. These are awesome opportunities. A kids program coming up on the 19th of December, Christmas Eve service. We have all kinds of opportunities for you to invite people to be a part of what we're doing and who we are and, more importantly, who we serve. And it's very intentional. We, we need to be intentional about making this invite, right? The, and they might say no, and we'll have to get over that, right? That's not our job. Our job is to extend the invitation, right? And we want to be very intentional about that. We have no idea what hangs in the balance of that invitation, right? Because you could invite someone to come and and God gets a hold of their life and, and changes it around. And, and in two or three years or whatever, when we hear testimonies about, or when we get to heaven someday, and we hear about why they're there, we'll say, well, so-and-so invited me to come to Christmas Eve service. And we really plugged in after that. God got a hold of our lives. Our marriage got better. I became a better parent. Whatever that looks like, we don't know because that's not our part. We don't understand what the Holy Spirit does all the time, but man, He does stuff, right? And so let's be intentional about inviting people. I mean, listen, people are open at Christmas time, right? The C&E Christians, Christmas and Easter, right? But people put statues of Jesus in their yard, so they're open to what's going on, right? So let's just, let's be careful to, to do that. Um, over the next three or four. We want to do it all the time, but this is a great opportunity for you to extend that invitation. So let's take a quick poll, okay? You don't have to raise your hand, but I am. Did you write any thank you notes this week? I did. Um, and obviously, it was a really inspiring uh, message we gave last week, because uh, <laughs> no, not even nobody even blinked their eyes when I asked about Okay. Well, I thought it'd be a good idea to share a few more thank you notes from our friend Jimmy Fallon, so um, because I enjoy him, and let's let's just do it. Let's watch some more thank you notes. Thank you, old school pencil sharpeners, for being the only part of my second graders' classroom that looks like it belongs in a Saw movie. Thank you. Little Caesar's new crazy calzone for looking like a board game where the winner gets high blood pressure. <laughs> it's boiling hot. Thank you, mid-August, or as CBS calls you, Halloween. Thank you, super long auto-generated passwords 
for being a great way to keep hackers and me out of my account. <laughs> this is the safe one. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I gotta write it down. And Password one, two, three is yeah. just awesome. <laughs> Thank you, people who type THX instead of thanks, for letting me know that you're feeling grateful, but not grateful enough to type three extra letters. Thicks, but no thicks. I'm too busy. Mm. Thank you, coconuts, for being juicy, tender fruit on the inside and porch doormat on the outside. <laughs> there you have it. Those are our thank you notes. So we need to be thankful for the things in our life, right? It's important that we give gratitude, and that's just a fun way to express it. And those are pretty funny. Um, I heard a few laughs. I love those things, so it's good. But there's all, I have one other video I want to share, and it's super short. And it's something that I'm extremely thankful for, okay? Uh, it's proof that you don't always make awesome decisions at 4.30 in the morning, right? And it's, it's proof that we'll do anything to get a laugh out of teens. So I want to thank Mia and Maya and Allison and May for this uh, video. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your youth pastor, <laughs> and I love him, and he's doing a fantastic job, and uh, you guys can just not unsee that. So last week, we, uh, we were able to uh, share about the importance of being thankful. And uh, God warns the nation of Israel. We, we looked at De Deuteronomy chapter 8. And he's led the Israelites for 40 years through the wilderness. And they're on the, the banks of the Jordan looking over into the promised land. And he gives them this warning to, to be careful not to forget the Lord your God. Don't forget where you come from, right? And don't forget, because they, they went through a lot. So we need to remember the things that we've been through. The Israelites had to be reminded. And, and then don't forget who brought you there. And God reminds us too that we, don't, we, we shouldn't forget where we came from. The life that we used to live. We, we don't need to forget those things. Those are um, strong reminders of the power of the Holy Spirit that can change our life. And the past that he saved us from. Whatever that looks like, and it looks different in everyone's life. But we need to remember where we came from and remember who brought us there. And don't forget to be thankful. Uh, don't forget to be thankful for all the for the dot, dot, dots that we talked about last week in our lives. Those, and, and we filled out a little card with the things that we're thankful for the whoever's in our life, for the whatever's in our life. And we need to be, and hopefully that was a good reminder for you this week, and maybe you thought of some extras that, uh, that, that you're thankful for, that God has provided for you this in, in your life, either right now or in the past, right? 
And even, and we, we learn that even if we can't think of anything, like we're in that mood, we're in that time of life, we're in a season of life where we can't think of anything that we're thankful for. We know that we can be thankful for God's love for us. And we know that we can be thankful for this, the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, his only son, who he sent to die for us. Those two things never go away. So no matter where we've been in our lives, God is not only able to bring you to where you need to be, he is going to provide all the needs that you need to do in the process. He's not just going to say, all right, you need to get over there and say, go for it. No, he's going to say, you're going to go here, you're going to turn right. You're going to take five steps. and you're going. He's going to direct our paths, and he'll, do, he'll provide everything that we need in the process. So we're thankful for all the dot, dot, dots in our life, right? And God provides those things. Be careful not to forget the Lord your God. And today, um, in our thank you notes, we're going to look at a few more dot, dot, dots, if that's okay. I told you last week, this was really just um, a, one sermon that was a little too long for one week. And so last week, we looked at the for the dot, dot, dots. We're thankful for whatever God gives to us. And today, we're going to be thankful even though dot, dot, dot. And that's a little scary, right? And we're going to be thankful because of dot, dot, dot. Even though our lives have twists and turns, we can be thankful. And because of the presence of God in our life, we can be thankful. So even though dot, dot, dot. Um, leading up to last week, uh, we spent a lot of time in the book of Psalms in, in chapter 23. And uh, what it means to follow the Lord as our shepherd. And this, this psalm that David wrote uh, that starts off, it's very familiar. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I lack nothing, right? It's one of the most powerful and comforting um, things that Jesus followers receive from this passage, that this assurance that God is with us, right? That um, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but we don't have to fear any evil because you are with me. And, I, and, and that's what David says. He, he writes this out because he's lived that. This was not something that he was projecting down the road. It was an experience that he has had. And, and, and what comes before that, what comes before the, um, I don't have to fear any evil. Do you remember, right? Even though, dot, dot, dot. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This is the inevitability, right? That God is not always, that, that life is not always going to be great. We're not going to, it's just always not going to be um, roses and kittens and, and good things in our life. And, but being thankful in the middle of those valleys, uh, in the valley of the shadow of death, it's just not natural. It's not in our, in our DNA to do that. So we have to be intentional about it. And time after time in Scripture, God shows that He's with his followers. In Genesis, multiple times, we, we, we shared a little bit about Joseph last week. That we, read that we can read that God was with him, even though he was thrown in a pit, even though he was sold by his own brothers, even though he ended up being a slave in the house of Potiphar, even though he ended up being put in prison for not sleeping with Potiphar's wife. He ends up being in the second overall charge of, of Egypt. And God was with him repeatedly 
through all those things, and it's part of the story that saved the nation of Israel and prolonged the story of grace throughout history. Second Samuel, in 1 Samuel, we read about David and how David, God was with David. Obviously, God was with David as a little boy, right? Standing before Goliath. I mean, there was no chance without God that that stone did its job. But he stood there, and God was with him. And even though Saul, the king at the time, wanted him killed, he had to be on the run, even though he was fleeing for his life, even though he walked literally through the valley of the shadow of death, God was with him. And because of that, he established Israel as one of the strongest military powers and overtook and conquered lands and armies and claimed it for the na- in the name of Jesus, in the name of God. And then we move forward into uh, the book of Luke in the New Testament. God's chosen uh, um, announcer for the Messiah, John the Baptist, in Luke chapter 1. He's born um, to prepare the world for Jesus. And as a baby in the womb, the Holy Spirit was with him even before he was born. God does not promise a perfect life. He promised to be with us. The nation of Israel, even though, dot, 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 right? The nation of Israel, even though they certainly did not have a rosy history, right? They had a hard time following God's plan, but God was with them. Joseph's, even though, dot, dot, dots, that he had a long list of troubles, but God was with him. David, even though, so much, he's the originator of the dot, 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 right? He had to wait his turn in line to be king, and dodged attempts on his life, and, and eventually became what God needed him to be, and God was with him. And the same is true for us today, that our lives are not perfect, right? Raise your hand if your life is perfect. Yeah, okay. Maybe people online, I don't know. But honestly, we, we face trials all the time. The valley of the shadow of death is basically Monday for us right? Or Thursday, or whatever. If you're a school teacher, it's the weekdays, okay? Um, and, and David tells us in Psalm 23, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with us, and we don't have to fear any evil. And David is thankful for that comfort that is provided by God, and we have the opportunity to do the same in our lives, that we can be thankful even though, dot, dot, dot. Think about your even those. Those things in your life that maybe they're a little thorn. Okay, maybe they're a Lego on a bare foot. I don't know. Right? But uh, even though, I can be thankful, even though uh, you failed that test at school. All right? You, you still got to go to school. That's a good thing, right? But even though there's more bills than paycheck. I can be thankful even though I have a friend that's not doing well. I can be thankful even though sickness is kind of rolling through our house right now. Even though the pandemic destroyed my career opportunities. Right? And the list goes on and on. And let's be fair, these are super shallow, even those. We could all think of a lot deeper stuff that we go through on a daily basis, probably, that we need to be thankful for. And, and the reason is... God is with us. 
when, and when God is with you, we don't have to fear the evil that we feel surrounds us, even though uh, it might be hard to do, right? To be thankful in a time of trouble. God is with us, even though dot, dot, dot. And giving thanks, this is an expressing our gratitude. It, it's, it's an outward and intentional practice that revolves around uh, our relationship with God and His great love for us. And, and being able to give thanks in all circumstances, like Paul told us in, in 1 Thessalonians, it, it's made possible because of the way that God always provides. It's because of, dot, dot, dot. There's a reason for our thanks, and it's because of, dot, dot, dot. And in, uh, if you want to turn with me to uh, the book of Philippians, um, it's in your New Testament, uh, the book of Philippians. Paul shares in, in this letter to the Philippian church how thankful he is for the group of Jesus followers that are in the city of Philippi, in this church of Philip uh, in this Philippian church and it's because of dot 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 there's three because ofs in the first chapter of uh, Philippians that we're going to kind of unpack today and and things that Paul was thankful for and, and the first one is because of a relationship I'm thankful because of a relationship that I have and, and he plant, Paul plants this church on a missionary journey. He's going around the whole Mediterranean rim doing his job to take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. And he has a close relationship with these people. He spends time with them. He would have spent probably a year or so just establishing and discipling these people. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 3, he says, I thank God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. But the, from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. The prayers and support of the Philippian church were pushing Paul forward. And, and they extended Paul's journey to the next place. And Paul leads, um, and, and this leads Paul to bringing the gospel to places all over the place. So the Philippian church was not only uh, impacted by the gospel personally, they wanted to share it with everyone else. And Paul was thankful for the relationship that they had together. He's thankful for their partnership in the gospel, that they were like-minded. The, the relationship that he developed in them enabled more people to come to Christ. That's the idea. And, and that's what he wanted, being disciples that make more disciples, because that's what Paul was doing. And, uh, and so we, we can be thankful because of the relationship that we have. And we can also be, uh, be thankful because of a consequence, which sounds exciting, right? We all love consequences. We don't ever think, see consequences as being a good thing. Um, but Paul is thankful because of a consequence. He's writing this letter chained to a Roman soldier. And he's a prisoner because of his job of taking the name of Jesus 
to the uttermost parts of the earth. When, uh, the, that we hear about in Matthew chapter 28 and at the very beginning of the book of Acts where, where God says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, right here in town, right? And in Judea, you know, get a little further out. In Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Like Paul, where, where Jesus said that to where Paul was is probably 1,500 miles we think nothing of that now, but that would have been the uttermost part of the world for them because they, don't, they didn't have the opportunity to just toot around on wherever and jump an airplane or take a, take a road trip, right? So Paul was thankful because of the consequence that he had. In, in verse 12, we read on, Now I want, to, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. And because of, dot, 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 because of my chains, most brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. See, Paul, he could have packed it in, right? He gets arrested for taking the name of Jesus to the uttermost, and sharing about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And he gets, he gets arrested and put in prison. He's chained to a guard, and he could have said, well, all right, God, I did my thing. It was awesome while I was out there. It was good. Um, hopefully, it did something to impact people's lives, but here I am. I'm in prison. That's it. No, he, he could have packed it in, but instead, um, every soldier that he ended up being chained to was introduced to the, the saving grace of Jesus Christ. And, and um, they heard the good news of the resurrection. Not only that, they began to proclaim it themselves. And I, you can just envision it in prison, Paul holding a little Bible study, you know, with all the prisoners and the guards, and, you know, there's probably no coffee cake involved. But uh, um, most likely, and, and that's a big deal. The privileges he received to write, I mean, think about prison today, even if you've never been there, think about what it looks like on TV. Um, and now think about it, what it looked like in, you know, AD 60. You know, pretty dark, dirty, stinky, awful environment. And Paul was thankful because of his chains, his valley of the shadow of death, if you will. So he's thankful because of his relationships. He's thankful because of his consequences. And he's thankful because of the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's something that we all can be thankful because of. In chapter 1, verse 15, he says, It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so of, out of love, knowing that I'm put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preached Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, suppo supposing that they are to stir up trouble for me because I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether in false motives or in true, Christ is preached. And because of this, because of the gospel, because of this, I rejoice. See, Paul shares that the gospel, he tells the Philippian church, listen, because of your support and the things that you do, because of the gospel, more people are coming to Christ. And there's some out there that know I'm in prison. 
because I've defended the gospel, because I'm taking the name of Jesus to the world. And they're, they're trying to make it harder for me. They're trying to make, it, make me look bad. And there's some that are doing it for the right reasons, to, to glorify God and to reach other people. But regardless, the Holy Spirit comes in again. Regardless of the motives of the person, the gospel message rings true. It's, it's why we do different things um, at Christmas time to involve people. The, the live nativity, it tells the story, right? That's one way to uh, unpack the gospel. The, the things we do in food drives and Operation Christmas Child, those are all different ways that we can unpack the gospel to people. And he shares that because of his chains, because of his relationships and the consequences he has, but because of the gospel, he can rejoice. No matter how it's told, he can rejoice. And some, you know, they're, they're, they have the wrong idea, and, and they don't want to spread the gospel. And we see that today, right? There's, there's people that try and take advantage of the name of Jesus for their own glory. Um, but regardless, the Holy Spirit can use the message of the gospel. And the gospel being preached, that's the goal. Um, and it's because of the power of the Holy Spirit that, that motivates people to change their lives. That's who is going to make the difference. And again, like I said at the beginning, we have no idea what hangs in the balance of the invitation that we give. So we are called to be thankful. Be careful. Not to forget the Lord your God for the dot, dot, dot. All right? Be thankful for those. The incredible number of blessings in our lives. The big and the small. But most importantly, for the love that God has for us. Most importantly, squared, for the gift of Jesus Christ, His Son. Be thankful for those. And be thankful even though dot, dot, dot. This is the hard one, right? The valley of the shadow of death is deep and dark. And the trials of life, they pile up on us. They weigh us down. But we don't fear any evil. Why? For God is with me. He is with us. He's going to walk you through it. It doesn't mean that um, because we choose to follow Him that all our troubles are just going to fade away. No. It just means that we got somebody's arm around us when we need it. It just means that we're getting carried when we're too weak to walk. And, and that is what pushes us on, because God is with us. So we can be thankful for those, and even those, and because of, dot, dot, dot. The, because of the relationship that we have with Jesus. Because of the relationships that we have in this ecclesia here. This gathering of like-minded people. In our church family, we can be thankful for those relationships. I hope you are. And you remember each other often. Just like Paul says, I, every time I remember you, and all my prayers for you, I always pray. He's, he's remembering his church, his church family. And that we can be thankful because of the consequences that comes at times because of the gospel. But most importantly, we thank God because of the good news of Jesus Christ. And in the words of, of Paul, because of this, I rejoice. That's our goal, is to take the name of Jesus 
to our world. So this week, as, uh, as we gather together with families and friends and extended family, maybe your church family, uh, on Thursday for Thanksgiving or during the time off, the vacation time that maybe some of you have, um, that we remember that this time can be uh, a time to help us focus our hearts on how great our God is. And listen, I love the turkey part and the hot rolls and the butter and the mashed potatoes. I love all that, okay? But those are just tools that unite us together um, for the people that we love, the people that we should be thankful for because they're the blessings of God in our lives, that we take time to thank God for the dot, dot, dots in our lives, even share them, <laughs> share them with other people. If that, the for those is a person, they need to make sh- you need to make sure that, that they know that you're thankful for them and that, that we're thankful even though, for the even though dot, dot, dots in our lives, that maybe um, you'll have a holiday this year without someone, and maybe, um, maybe things have changed in an immense way, and, and even though we can be thankful for the time that we spent with them, the time that we had in good relationship with them, whatever that looks like, and maybe your circumstances have changed since the last time we had Thanksgiving, um, and honestly, that could be up to two years ago, because last Thanksgiving was kind of a um, volatile deal, right? Not everybody got to be with family and do uh, the things that we normally do traditionally, uh, but we can be thankful even though those things come in our lives. And maybe you feel alone. We can be thankful because we don't have to fear that evil because God is, you're never alone when God is with you. And we can be thankful for the because ofs in our lives. Because of our relationship with God, first and foremost, our relationship with our families, our relationship with our church family. All right, we can be thankful for that. We can be thankful for the good news of Jesus Christ that propels us through each day and the power of the name of Jesus. We serve a great and mighty God. And and over the next month, we're going to focus on the hope that came, the, the purpose that was fulfilled in the hope of Jesus Christ during Advent and the Christmas story and all that entails. And it's a wonderful, uh, very celebrated, very um, familiar time and, and piece of our Christian lives. But let's not forget to pass over the opportunity to be thankful whenever we get the chance. It doesn't have, we don't have to do it in November once a day. And you can see that on social media, people posting what they're thankful for for 30 days leading up and, and things like that. And, and we wrote a card of the things that we're thankful for. And it's important that we say them out loud and that we don't forget where we came from, right? And we don't forget who brought us there and that we have these, these for thes and we have these even those. And we have the because ofs that we can all be thankful for. Let's pray. Lord, we're so thankful today for your love. In this season of thankfulness, there's, there's just a long list that we can um, 
We could write down. We could just pray. We could share. But Lord, I just pray that, that this week, today, right now, you bring to our heart a thankful attitude of praise to you. That no matter where our life is, in, in good times, in the, in the valley, in the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, you're with us. And you're walking through us with that stuff. But Lord, we can be thankful because it could be worse. If you weren't there, it would be worse. And Lord, we know that um, there are times in our life when we're on a mountain and we're excited for life and what it looks like. And God, we just, we want to be thankful for those things, that we don't forget the Lord our God when, when we think that we're doing it on our own. Lord, take that away from us. Don't let us be selfish, Father. Lead us in the right direction uh, to be honoring to you and thankful to you for the things in our life, even though of our life and the because of in our life. And Father, as we go out and celebrate this week and uh, hopefully have time off to see family and friends, we just pray that you'll bless that fellowship. And as we look forward to a great time of celebrating your birth, a great time of, of unpacking what the Christmas story looks like and the hope that uh, is infused in that and the purpose for why you came. Lord, we, just, we give this time to you and help us all to be open to the idea of bringing someone in our life to, this, to these, these times, that we invite and give people the opportunity, just like the Philippian church gave Paul the opportunity to move forward with the gospel, that we are intentional about doing the same things. Lord, we love you. We pray that you'll give us a great week, and uh, we'll just be very careful to give you the thanks and the praise that you deserve. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Don't forget no intermission this week, and have a happy Thanksgiving, a great time with family. We'll see you next week for Christmas dinner, hanging in the greens, and the first Sunday of Advent. God bless. Have a great day.